Welcome to Restore, a Good Shepherd Bible Church podcast. This podcast is designed to help you better lead or engage with your community group conversation. Each episode will review last week's sermon and probe a little deeper in order to help you process your Christian experience, life in community, and work on mission. Thank you for joining me. This is Restore. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you're having a good start to the week, and uh, welcome to Restore Podcast today. Um, so, so today we're recapping uh, a sermon that really is two sermons in one. Uh, it's part two uh, of a sermon kind of entitled "A Great Division." Uh, there's been uh, highlighted here in chapter 14 this division between the uh, the flesh, our flesh, our natural. Uh, person or a natural man apart from Christ, and then the grace of God at work in our life, or life by the gospel, or uh, somebody who is uh, been made alive uh, by the Spirit through faith in the gospel, and and this has been quite the contrast for us. Uh, the flesh, oh, sorry, I just got an email. The flesh uh, has uh, constantly been telling us there's something else that we must do to save ourselves, to justify ourselves, to give us the kind of life that we long for. Uh, And that is contrasted by grace. That is, God has come to us and freely justified us. He has come and given us new life. Uh, He has given us salvation. Everything that we long for has been given to us because of the work of Jesus. And uh, last week, we really saw this highlighted between the Jews, but also uh, the folks from Lystra, because uh, the, the folks from Lystra, remember when, when Paul and Barnabas walked into their town and healed this lame man, uh, they wanted to be, um, they, they wanted to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas because they thought they were like Zeus and Hermes and all these gods. And they felt like, hey, well, the gods are here and we now have to perform in order for them to like us. And Paul and Barnabas were like, hey, guys, like we're, we're just ordinary men doing ordinary things. But we do have uh, a crazy message from God that basically... God has done it all for us in in Jesus. We bring you good news. This is in verse 15. Uh, We bring you good news that we should turn from these vain things to serve a living God, a resurrected God. And we're witnesses of that. And so um, what we find, though, in our passage that we talked about on Sunday is that ministry gets really hard because the Jews end up tracking down Paul and Barnabas. They go on the hunt. And the folks at Lystra are poisoned again by the Jews, and they also turn against Paul and they stone him. And this is our, our passage, really, uh, is chapter 14, uh, verse 19, all the way to the end in verse 28. And Paul is stoned by the Jews and the Lystrans, and uh, all of this is because Paul is preaching the gospel and not falling in line with the worldly mentality or the fleshly mentality of life by do. And so uh, you're going to hear my kids here in a little bit. And so um, 
the question then becomes for us in, in this sermon, what do we do when ministry gets hard? So we have this sharp division between grace and the flesh. Okay, that's fine. But what do we do when ministry gets really hard? Because the flesh is going to end up responding in a whole host of really negative, nasty ways in order to kind of preserve its own life and mission, right? I mean, the flesh wants to crown itself king and lord and savior. And so when Jesus comes in and says, no, you're not the savior of anything, uh, the flesh is going to respond and get get nasty. And this is what we've seen all along in the book of Acts, but uh, we see it pronounced really strongly here. Uh, the flesh, the, the Jews' flesh and the Lystrans' flesh goes on the offensive and begin to hunt Paul down and they end up stoning him. So what do we do in our own life and ministry when people come after us because of grace? Uh, what happens uh, in our own hearts and minds when it seems like grace doesn't work out uh, or the flesh has the upper hand or it's just a lot easier to give in to your flesh because you can get a lot more done. It looks more, it looks better sometimes when you operate by the flesh. Just pull up yourself by your own bootstraps in your Christianity do more, try harder, look cleaner, feel better Christianity, that can be easily done by the flesh, so we think. Uh, at least it looks that way. Um, and living life by grace is really hard and uh, doesn't always win. And we see this. Paul is literally stoned. Uh, of course, this flows directly from our Savior who was literally crucified. Uh, it's a big deal. Well, the two things that we really continue to to point at here in this sermon is we do two things number one you persevere in grace and this is exactly what we see in the apostle paul he gets up the very next day he walks to derby and in derby he doubles down in gospel ministry he seizes his mission even further he continues to go deeper into uh, God's grace dependent on God and what he is able to do. And so he preaches the gospel to that city. And this is verse 21. He made disciples. Uh, he returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch, the very places where he was persecuted. And he strengthened the souls of the disciples. He encouraged them to continue in the faith. Don't move away from Jesus, but continue it, continue in it. And he kept telling them, it is through these tribulations that you must enter the kingdom of God. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is not moving when, when, when life gets rough, when ministry gets rough, and when the flesh comes after Paul, when the world comes after Paul and says, no, we can contribute to our salvation. No, we really are gods. We can save ourselves if we just keep trying to. Paul says, give it up. Um, and the, the flesh continues to react and respond. Paul goes back to the Christians and says, don't give up the faith. Don't lose sight of Jesus. Uh, and the, the way we know that's true is at the very end of, uh, verse 23, uh, he made elders in that city. He raised up men who had, who had raised up other men also to continue in grace. And he committed them to the Lord in whom they have believed. God, uh, G Jesus is alive. And Paul says, don't, don't give up the faith, but continue to trust the one who is alive, who is, who is living. And so my friends, we, when it comes to ministry, that's hard. 
and you're going to run into this. You probably already have. Grace is really difficult. Grace is more patient. Grace operates at the heart level and not just a behavior level. And working by the flesh seems really easy. It's just a lot easier to just get angry and demand obedience and demand people to fall in line and have a really great leadership presentation and people just kind of fall in line easily and just do what they're supposed to do. And Paul, Paul doesn't, doesn't go that way. He goes the really difficult way. He preaches the gospel. He, he makes disciples which is a very slow and steady process. He strengthens, he strengthens not the biceps of the disciples, but the souls of the disciples. And he encourages them not to continue to get training that would allow them to trump the Jews or allow them to uh, get military training in order to uh, just, you know, stronghold the Lystrans. No, he says, I'm encouraging you to continue in the faith. And he says, the way that you know that this works is because it's through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. We don't enter the kingdom of God through might. We enter the kingdom of God through weakness. And, and this is the direction of the Christian faith. Um, a little little caveat here, uh, and this is what I, I partly of what I want you to think about here in in the first the first thing I want you to think about in your community group. What are the things that we think are absolutely necessary for Christian ministry in order to take place that are not named Jesus? What are the things not named Jesus that we are tempted to think we must have if our ministry is going to succeed? Because in this passage. All Paul does is double down on Jesus. That's all he does. And it's sufficient. It's sufficient to start new ministries in Derby. It's it's sufficient to, to plant churches in Derby. And it's sufficient to encourage the disciples and strengthen the church uh, in Iconium and uh, Antioch and Lystra. And he even appoints elders. Like from top to bottom, gospel ministry can totally be done with the gospel. Yet, we're so tempted to think that there's other things that we have to have. What are, what are some of those things that we're tempted? I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, that'd be a good question to, to bat around in your community group. But what do we do in life uh, when ministry gets really hard? Number one, you persevere in grace. We just talked about that. Uh, but secondarily, you celebrate God's grace. And this is really the, the back portion of our, of our passage to, uh, from last week, verses 24 through 28. The church ended up gathering, gathering together and celebrating what God had called them to do. Paul ends up uh, making his way back to Antioch, where, of course, they were called to this missionary journey uh, and... Uh, the member of the church there sent Paul and Barnabas out, and now he finally returns and gets to update them. Here's what God did. Here are all the things that God had done with them and how he opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they get together and they throw a spiritual party for all that God had done. And first of all, this is to highlight church ministry isn't about us. Church ministry is about what God has done. Uh, but secondly, like Part of the gathering together of the church is to celebrate the grace of God. So we persevere when life gets really hard, when ministry gets hard. We persevere in the mission and we, we hunker down on Jesus's work to raise the dead in the middle of tribulation. That's the kind of thing that we need in ministry. But then when we see it done, we celebrate it. We get together and we celebrate the grace of God. And so the second thing I'd love for you guys to talk about, we spent a lot of time talking about this in the sermon, um, how... 
or, or, or rather, um, yeah, how are you celebrating the grace of God? How are you celebrating the grace of God? What do you see? What are those things that God is doing that you're celebrating? And you might have some, something to share, and I encourage you to share that. Some of you feel like, I don't have anything to share. And my, my question to you would be, if you are not celebrating the grace of God, might it be because you, you actually don't understand truly the mission that God has called us to? And, and here's how I know. Paul was stoned, left for dead, and the next day went right back, boldly, he went right back to the mission and says, this is what I must be about. And he pushed the limits of his understanding of the powerful working of God's grace by saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep preaching the gospel. I'm going to keep making disciples. I'm going to keep encouraging the brothers and sisters that that life here and now is not all that there is, that no matter what they do to your body, they can never hurt your soul, that the most important thing is not about living your best life now. It's about actually dying to our flesh and finding the resurrection power of Jesus at work in your heart. That's what Paul did. And so he, in one sense, like kind of forced forced grace to operate in his heart by embracing ridiculous applications of ministry. He didn't run away from persecution. He was persecuted and then went right back to the same thing he was doing. Like he, he, he pushed the boundaries of what is safe, of what is normal, of what is expected in order that he might actually see if grace can raise the dead. If the gospel, if God's power can actually work in such a way where in the middle of death, in the middle of tribulation, we can still have life. And so if you're not celebrating the grace of God, maybe you haven't pushed the boundaries of God's mission. Maybe you haven't stretched yourself. Maybe you haven't put yourself in uncomfortable positions where you've been able to test if the grace of God is actually sufficient for you. If you haven't done that, then, I mean, of course, you wouldn't necessarily cheer and, and rant and rave about how wonderful God's grace is because you don't need it. You know, you're safe. You haven't shared the gospel or you haven't, you know, you're not in an uncomfortable missional situation. And if you're not uncomfortable, well, then why do you need grace? Paul actually pushed the boundaries and he found so much to celebrate. So I would actually challenge you. Uh, maybe, maybe God is calling you to to do something that's really hard that maybe even feels impossible. Are there things that God is working in your heart to, to do and to say that seem impossible and that you need the grace of God for in order to pull it off? That that's what I want to actually encourage you with. So are you celebrating grace? Do you have something to celebrate? And if not, what are those things God is calling you to do to actually force the operation of God's grace on your life, if that makes sense. We can never force the operation of God's grace, but I think, you know, uh, you know, if you never jump out of the plane, how can you ever say that you've trusted your parachute? It doesn't make sense to like be on the ground and say, you know, well, I'm glad I have this parachute in case I ever jump out of a plane. No, you have to jump out of a plane to truly say, I trust the parachute. Uh, And it's the same way with Christian ministry. If you're not actually in a life and death situation with somebody and preaching the gospel of Jesus's resurrection, 
then how can you say you've ever trusted God's grace or seen God at work, if that makes sense? So I'd love to hear uh, what are those things that you are you are celebrating or what are those hard things that God is asking you to do that you need the grace of God for? Uh, and that'd be a good launching place into your community group discussion. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next Sunday, and I hope your community group discussion goes well. Feel free to reach out with any questions or thoughts, and I'll see you on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.